We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thirty-two bold predictions. This is the time of the year. Mostly everybody's drafted. You know, everyone's given their sleepers. Adam from South Harmon, and uh, it, it just—I I think that bold predictions serve an actual purpose. Other than they're not hot takes. What they are is if everything goes right or wrong. If so, it's like an 80th percentile outcome, yeah. more or less, right? So, yep. if everything goes right, best case scenario or worst case scenario. What happens? And we're going to go through one through every team. Some of them we'll we'll talk through. Some of them we won't. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's a, a, a meaningful and worthy exercise. Absolutely, man. I uh, appreciate you having me on, and I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. You know, this is this gets me outside of my comfort zone. I have to start thinking <laughs> about you know what are not really my hot takes, like you said, but what are my bold predictions? What what am I going to put my flag on this year? I like it. Yeah. Well. I also want to say I am very uh, jealous of you, and let me explain what I mean by that. You have the classic radio voice. You have, yeah, like it, it sound. I, 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 everyone hates the sound of their own voice. Yeah, I, I do. You, I do too when I listen to myself. But I, I like hearing that though. Go ahead. I won't. Yeah. Get <laughs> I remember. So I'm embarrassed to say that I, I, I became aware of you over the summer, right? And you were doing a podcast with our friend Scott Connor. And you were just, you were crushing, right? I mean, like, content-wise, you guys are awesome. It has nothing to do with content. There's a lot of people who make good content. You were just the tech, the technical broadcasting skills stood out to me and really caught my attention. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess that's a gift. You just, you just, I got gifted and uh, we'll take it. Yeah. I, I like hearing that, you know, you, you're saying my, I got the voice for radio because um, on one of the first times that we started doing content over on Destination Devi, um, people told Mike that he's got the face for radio, so um, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the voice for radio. I'll take that. No, you have that. Yeah, very, very deep, very deep. It's like uh, you know, big penis type of deep voice. <laughs> yeah, man, big dick energy. You know. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, all right. So Adam from South Harmon. Adam, do you give your last name? Do you say I'm just or I'm Adam from South Harmon? Is that how you go by? Yeah, um, Adam. Uh, some a lot of the guys over there know me as ATM. Some of them are in the yeah. chat here. Fizzle Dollars, Robo Chris. What's going on, guys? Yeah, some of them know me as ATM. My initials are right. ATM. Uh, okay. Adam Teasdale McFerrin is my middle name. All right, cool. All right, yeah. I always wonder that because you know, you it's like one one name host. I mean, that's like Prince. It's like yeah. you know, when you say Michael, everyone knows it's Michael Jordan. So it's just Adam. I got Adam. It. Yeah, man. Just yep. easy like that. You know. Yep. All right. So I can't. I we're gonna try to do one. Bull call from every team. We're going to have some discussion. Now, this could be a dynasty bull call. It doesn't have to be a bold call 
specifically about like redraft. I mean, you know, so we'll just see how this thing goes. Let's start with the AFC East, right? You're giving right. a bold prediction for the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. All right. So wow, you're gonna start me off with one of my one of my ones that Mike's <laughs> gonna hate to hear. So I think there's a lot of things you could say about this team. I think a lot of people are very excited for Kincaid. And and I'm I'm excited for Kincaid and Dynasty. I think sometimes we over uh, emphasize what we think a tight end in their rookie season is going to do and realistically what that's going to look like. I think Kincaid is going to be good. I think he's going to develop into an awesome player. But I think actually for this season, his uh, appearance on the field is actually going to open things up a little more. And I think Gabriel Davis goes over 1,000 yards. He had 830 last year. Um, Mike and I have kind of been a little bit apprehensive with Gabriel Davis relative to cost. But I think going into this year, um, not really because Diggs isn't happy. I'm not buying into that narrative as much. But I do think that things are going to be opened up for Gabriel Davis to have his best season. Okay. So, I, I mean, how can you argue that? And especially, like, in a redraft, he goes, like, in the seventh round. But, I mean, you know, so what do you think is his biggest upside case? I mean, we've been wanting the wide receiver two on Buffalo, yeah. pass catcher two, to just explode. I mean, what do you think? You said over 1,000 yards. What do you think is, like, if all goes well, what does yeah. that final stat line look like? I think I think the touchdowns, Alan, are going to be what really decides if he's going to be a wide receiver too or not this season. Um, I think the problem with him and what people kind of struggle with, especially in leagues where you set your lineup, is he's going to be so inconsistent, right? Like some games he's going to come out and have nothing, and then he might go over like in the playoff game, score five touchdowns and just go bananas. So it's hard to know what week to start him. I think a final stat for him could look like uh, about a thousand yards and let's call it eight nine touchdowns. And that, that, I think, gives him a realistic shot of being a top 24 receiver in, in fantasy this year. Yeah, I mean, he was being drafted like that last year, and nothing's changed, right? All right. you heard is that he hurt. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you're going to call that a bold call. I think that's bold, definitely compared to what where he's going. But I'm under the impression, like, I'm expecting that to yeah. happen. I've been drafting him as such. So I'm going to give you a B- minus for that first bold call. I, I want to like see. It. I want to get a little bolder. We, we gotta all, get, right. all right. We'll uh, get bolder. Me, we'll get bolder. Right. Don't worry. Here we go. I'm going to start us off with the – I'm going to work in the NFC East. Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Everybody says Brandon Cooks is this great pick. Oh, what a value. Brandon Cooks. Love that guy. My bold prediction is it's Michael Gallup that's the Ooh. second best wide receiver that you're going to want to own in fantasy. It's been two years now since the Gallup injury, right? Now, yep. usually we say these guys, the year after they return from, you know, from severe injuries, we don't really want them. But the second year, it seems second like everyone's forgot Gallup. So I'm going to say bold call. It's Gallup that has the 80 catches in nine, 900 yards and the seven touchdowns. Now, again, doesn't mean you're going to know when to start these guys. That's what you want to see, that week-to-week consistency. But my bold call is Brandon Cooks' is toast. Michael Gallup's the wide receiver you're going to want to own. I like that. All right. I, I'll be honest. I've been uh, very high on Brandon Cooks. But, um, Me too. I, <laughs> I, I can't knock you, though. I've, I've once My Gallup love is kind of down, but I, I'm not going to say that's crazy that's why this that's is not the, That's not even that bold. I, I agree with you, though. It's a good one. Right. That's, that's what we're doing here. We're not saying what's the most likely. We're saying like all these things that we have cemented in our mind – Let's step out of that and say what happens if the opposite happens. Mm, because I like this. Yep. we always claim that we're we're wrong about a lot of stuff, right? If you're making a thousand takes a summer, you're gonna be wrong on on a good amount of those, on four hundred of them. Lot. Maybe. Right. So maybe some of these are that. All right. New York yeah. Jets. Bold right. call. <clears throat> New York Jets. So you tell me if this is better than a B minus, and I, I bet you it's probably not, but <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers returns to inside of the top 10 at quarterbacks in fantasy. I think that's 
a little more bold than people realize, given how many running quarterbacks there are today. Um, Rodgers is going to a new team. I, I think top 10 is in the range of outcomes. I think it's high end. But I do think, like, Aaron Rodgers, I think, has enough juice in the tank to give you at least one more good season. And I think with the, the weapons he has now in New York, with an offense that, I mean, their quarterback play was how awful last year. The team was competent with awful quarterback play. Rodgers, under the, in this system, I think, has a chance to thrive. And I think people, they kind of know it, but I don't think they know the extent of the upside personally. Yeah, they had, obviously, Zach Wilson, and I call him Joe Flaccid. I mean, that was... Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I was very flaccid after they came back and beat uh, the Cleveland Browns when they, they should have absolutely won that game. So I, I, I'm all with you, man. Yeah, totally. All right. I'm here with Adam from South Harmon. And uh, just very quickly, Adam, you know, I, I watch your YouTube show every time that you guys go on, if not live, certainly the next day. But I'm very happy that you've been putting it on the audio podcast. That makes my life easier. Now, I when I ride my bike, I'll, I'll go listen to you guys. So tell everyone very quickly where they could find that before we move on. Yeah, uh, South Harmon Dynasty Football is the way you can find us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And then as far as YouTube goes, if you do want to see our faces, um, you can check that out at YouTube and it's forward slash uh, at South Harmon FF. So um, check that out. We, we, we love putting out content. We're, um, we're trying to get like Alan, man. We're trying to just put out content like it's crazy. Like it's just all, yeah, no. nothing all the time. You, you guys are there, man. I told you, you're appointment watching for me. So, uh, it, and man. just want to let everybody know the Rotowire podcast, uh, football podcast is brought to you by Fantrax, <laughs> Rival Fantasy, and Fantasy Sports Knockout. We'll talk about them in a little bit. All right. We are, you, uh, so what's your final, uh, bowl call on Rogers? What's it going to be like that he, what's his stat line look like? Um, I think definitely over 4,000 yards. I think he's going to be right around upper 20s, 28, 30 touchdowns passing. I think he's just going to sneak into the top 10, I think, right. is, uh, what is what his ceiling's at. This is an A-. minus. This one's an A-. minus. You've moved up. This one's a good ball call because nobody wants Rodgers. You're just like, ugh. You know, they want Garrett Wilson, but they don't want Rodgers in fantasy. Yeah, look at Fizzle in the chat, man. I don't know. I have Rodgers late teens. And I'm not going to say that's impossible. I just think that when we're talking about what we are talking about, which is Bold predictions, things in the realm of possibilities, but not everyone's real excited about or guaranteeing. I think Rodgers is the one in, in New York that fit this bill for me. Yeah, no, it's, it'll be fine. So in, if he gets there, if we know Garrett Wilson's going to get his. Who's going to be the second guy, or is there not going to be a second guy, uh, pass-catching-wise, that gets paid? That's a good question on the pass-catching. You know, I think another person that's kind of being a little overlooked because of this uh, you know, new signing, I think... It might start slow, but I think Brees Hall is going to really surprise people at the late part of the season. Um, kind of like a league winner, not necessarily where you draft him because he's being drafted very high, but mm -hmm. someone that is kind of forgotten in the early part of the year and he could come along really strong at the end. I think he's a great uh, receiving back. He, on limited touches last year, he was unbelievable. So that's where I think he's. I'm, I'm excited for him too. Yeah, I mean, the Brees Hall argument against is I don't think anyone, like he would have been in contention for the number one overall player this year in redraft. Correct. That week seven ACL, this is going to be the start. Like you're going to see people victory lapping both ways each week. Ah, oh, Brees <laughs> Hall, he got four carries. I told you it's horrible. Neck, or if he gets 20 carries and has 80 yards of a touch, ah, I told you it's the best pick ever. That one I can't wait for. All right, New York Giants. I, I mean, you know what? I don't know how bold of a call it is, but maybe it is. Darren Waller finishes as the tight end one, right? I mean, Ooh, that yeah. is bold. That is very bold, Alan. I like him. I like him, and I like him going to New York. But I, now let me ask you. I think the question for this is, is Travis Kelsey playing like he's been playing, or is he taking a step back? 
I mean, if it's going to be punch for punch. So basically, Travis Kelsey, like just a typical Travis Kelsey line, right? It's like eight for 80 and a touchdown, right? Like that yep. sounds like a Travis Kelsey line. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like his uh, every day, every week stat line, right? Right, right. Like you're going in. If you don't get that, you're pissed, right? Yes, exactly. Like, right. And obviously there's upside for more. But going back to the year before, I mean, the yardage was very low for Travis Kelsey. And now he's he's another year older again i think travis kelsey should be the 101 like that's okay in a in a premium a tight end premium draft right he had more points than justin jefferson we're talking bold calls here now I so get you. if there's anyone everyone's like oh mark andrews i think the guy that could throw punches with him and match him uh is darren waller he's you know obviously he's the preferred option in new york they they saw what the wide receiver market was the new york giants they're like we're not paying that we're mm-hmm. just going to go get a tight end, which is cheaper. That really is a quasi wide receiver one. I like it. And I think people kind of forget um, it's been two years since he's been fully healthy. But when you go back to that and you look at speaking of that stat line, I mean, we're talking about 1,200 yards and almost 10 touchdowns, essentially. Right. And this offense, I think, is it's got a good, good um, play caller with Dayball. It's got a good offense. And Daniel Jones is stepping up. I think if he can become the primary weapon and stay healthy, I do think. It's bold. It's very bold. I'm going to go A plus on boldness, but uh, <laughs> I think it, it could happen. We just, we got to see Waller return to form and stay yeah. healthy, I think, for this to happen. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, when we do our, um, our healthy rankings, we put out like a little healthy ranking, meaning like all players get 17 games. Waller ends up as the tight end too in, you know, in my rankings. And I don't think that's even a question. His ADP is there. So, all right, yeah. let's keep, let's keep this party move. I like that. It's turned into the, we're grading each other's, uh, um, bowl predictions. You can't get better than a plus, but you could try, <laughs> you know? All right. Miami dolphins. Give me a bold prediction for the 2023 season. I got you a bold one, man. Um, you know, th- this one here, this, this player, it feels like, especially with the Taylor stuff going on, Dalvin cook, People are like, they're just waiting. They don't want to trust and believe in Devon A-Chain. And I'm I'm telling you, in this offense, Devon A-Chain, he needs to stay healthy. He's dealing with that shoulder injury. But I think that he is going to outpace Travis Etienne in points per game in fantasy this year. Oh, yeah. No, this is a good one. This is a good one. because This is bold, right? Because people were discarded. I, I heard uh, in, in like the social media sphere, Devon A-Chain is undraftable. That was like the last two weeks, right? He had a little bit of an injury. Uh, you shouldn't even want, and now Jeff Wilson goes on IR. Mm-hmm. And of course now Devon H is going to be a little more optimism, but outpacing uh, Travis Etienne, man, that is bold. And it's so easy to see. How do you address like the size concerns? What, how does he get it done? If he's, if he's a quote, a smaller back. Yeah. I think when you look at a run scheme that's come from the, you know, born from the Shanahan offense, right? Look at the reality of a couple things. You just talked about Jeff Wilson, right? And how many guys have we seen get hurt in this offense? And I think realistically for Devon A-Chain, the, the frame's not worrying to me as long as they use him in a role which is, like, don't give him the bulk of the touches. We don't want him to have 20-plus. T- I mean, everyone says they want that. Mm. I think really you want, like, that 12 touches, 12 to 15 at tops touch per game. But in the zone read offense, I think he hits a hole and – you're, to- you're talking about a guy that can take with track speed any run to the house. And that, I think, is very exciting, given how that they play football and run the football, man. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, I wasn't even thinking about H.E. I'm giving this one an A-plus because it's not like they can creep up and load the box up with those two track stars on the outside, right? No, no. Yeah. And this is another track star they get to add to the mix. That's, that is some speed down there in South Beach, man. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're getting questions uh, on Twitter, on the chat. I guess we should address this, you know, uh, before we get back to our, our bold calls is the Cooper Cup injury. Just if you're in a redraft, do you play any redraft, by the way? Yes, I do. It's not okay. my uh, forte. Let's yeah, call well, it that, but I'm, I'm, I'm playing. Yeah, absolutely. right. You know, again, I'm a dynasty guy first and foremost, and I love it. But you, know, you got to get into the redraft streets a little bit, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, no, no way you take him in the first round at this point, right? I don't. I just don't think you need to. I think it's definitely scary. Um, I have too much Cooper Cup exposure given this injury. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little bit nervous because the thing about age and soft tissue injuries is that's where it gets scary. That's a lot of times where the cliffing comes. Like Julio Jones is a prime example of this to me. Julio Jones didn't become terrible at football. He just, his body gave up on him. And I'm nervous. I'm just, I'm going to say this. With him setting back another injury, the same hamstring, this, it makes me very nervous. I probably wouldn't want to touch him until the second round. And I don't know that he'll make it there now. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you, right, you think if he falls to pick 11, someone's going to get excited and redraft and just take him? I, I don't, because I would take Garrett Wilson, I'll take C.D. Lamb, I'll take A.J. Brown, all those guys. They go at the end of the first round. I would probably, at this point, swing for less um, risk with those guys as well. I just think Cooper Cup's this name, um, given what he did last year, even though he did end up getting hurt, that I think people will only let fall so far, even in redraft. All right, yeah. So, all right, so my, I guess, Adam is saying... He's not touching him in the first round. I'm saying I think that I'm not really even touching him in the second round. I would take Ooh. Chris Olave, Tony. I mean, I Tony Pollard in okay. a redraft situation. Where does he fall then? Like, um, where where is your pivot point? Like, all right, I've, we've 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 faded enough. Calvin Ridley. Okay, I'm definitely taking him ahead of Ridley. I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right there because there's risk with him too. You haven't seen it in a while. Um, right. In a dynasty startup, you know. By the way, how many dynasty leagues are you in at this point? <clears throat> Uh, just took a peek. Actually, thirty six is the number okay. I'm at right now. Yeah, right, good. I'm among friends. Yeah, all right, I'm, good. Where I are you at? Forty one, and I was gonna. Say, usually, when I have podcast guests on to talk dynasty, because this podcast is a dynasty podcast all year, and then we switch to redraft. So it's kind of ironic that I have you on dynasty guy when we're in the redraft mode. But it's it, you know, it all interweaves. Yeah, I'm up to forty one. It's disgusting. Um, I just, you know, I don't know what to do. What are you going to do? It's, what is this going to go on in perpetuity? Are we going to have 60 next year? Well, I guess the question is, Alan, you know, how many are you at next year? And the way you'll answer that question, is, how many are you going to win out of those 41? So I think if I don't if I don't win 11, like 11 was what I won last year. So okay. I, was, I was around 38. And I think I, maybe I won eight. I, I, I cashed in 11. Okay. It, it at least okay. replenished. 11 gave you payout and you won eight of them. Yes. Very nice. Now, I'll be honest, last year is so hard to answer because of the chaos, the pandemonium that went down in the championship. I was right. in so many championships where I end up splitting because it's yeah. like, I feel like I'm going to win. I'm sure they feel like they're going to win, but there's really not a, unless we just were forcing the commissioner to decide who won. So last year kind of uh, stunk with that. Uh, yeah, obviously, Demar I- Hamlin's scare was, was not ideal. Yeah, I think that you're right, though. So my eight probably would have turned into three. <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky on those. I was, I was first, like, split, split. Yep. All right. All right, we're talking. Right, let me uh, quickly just tell everybody about uh, Fantrax. Uh, do you have any leagues on Fantrax? I don't, but I'm going to be moving a couple. I do. As a matter of fact, um, well, they're C2C leagues. Um, shout out to Campus to Canton. And Mike and I are actually doing a podcast on Campus to Canton this year. Mike's first one dropped today. So, uh Plug them. Go sh- go check that out. But yeah, yeah, college side on the fan tracks. Yes. Yeah, I have one league. So uh, right now, fan tracks is running a uh, the, the app is so much better than it was even two years ago. And I'll just get, instead of reading down the whole ad- advertisement, let me just tell you what they're doing here. 
they're running a special promotion that you don't want to miss. Sign up for free for at fantrox.com slash rotowire and enter a chance to win tickets to any regular season game for you and your whole league, plus $6,000 in spending cash. That's right. Tickets Ooh. for the entire league. Simply go there, just create a new league or bring one over. For, for You can enter 10 leagues. You get 10 chances to win. Just go to uh, Fantrax.com slash Rotowire, R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E, and you get a chance. Imagine that, going to uh, a game, any game. Which game would you pick? I'm going with you. So where are we going? Which game are we going to? We got to get into a league together. Well, let's do it. We All better right. do that, and we better – because here's what I'm telling you. I'm going to let you pick the game, and then <laughs> the 6K, I'm telling you, is going towards – the Airbnb for the expo, because um, that'll almost pay for it. Not right. quite, but it'll almost pay for it. So, <laughs> Dude, yeah, man. Next year, when you guys do some startups, definitely hit me up. I, I want to come in some of those and, and compete with you guys. I think that'll be fun. We will, we will make that happen, guaranteed. Cool, cool, cool. All right. We are talking bold calls. We've, we're working our way through the AFC and NFC East. Uh, you talked about the Dolphins, and now I'll just quickly – Philadelphia Eagles – I don't even think this is that bold, but ADP would dictate that it is Devontae Smith finishes ahead of AJ Brown in total fantasy points. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm getting a little injury uh, vig, right? AJ mm-hmm. Brown's more likely to miss than Devontae Smith, but they were like wide receiver five and nine respectively last year. This is a Larry Fitzgerald and Aquan Bolden situation for me. Yeah, I think, um, man, you know, I was, I, here we go. I'm thinking A plus. We're staying. I'm going to give this one like a casual C plus yeah, just because it's, it's not actually for a lot of people, probably that not, not necessarily that bold, but for me, like you just watched the finish of last year, actually. And, uh, Devontae Smith was better than AJ Brown in fantasy for the last like seven, eight weeks. Um, AJ Brown's still a beast. This is not a knock on AJ Brown. It's just, I think Devontae Smith really showed that he is, he's not really a beta. Like people want to give him, you know that name. I think he's he's a, he's an alpha in his own right. So I, I I just don't think it's that bold, but I definitely think um, it's very possible. Right. It's it's one of those where ADP would say it's bold because it, in AJ Brown routinely goes from somewhere from pick ten to fourteen. Devontae Smith leaks into round three. Right. So the market definitely thinks AJ Brown is the the top dog there. Yeah, so, I think people. I think the the thinking is. A.J. Brown has wide receiver one overall upside, and I don't think people give Devontae Smith that same credit. Yeah. That's, I don't know that that's true, but I, that, that's, what, that's what does it make this somewhat bold, right, is that the upside you're saying for Smith is higher. Yes, and you, uh, you're right, because you remember a couple years ago there was A.J. Brown, Dynasty, wide receiver one. There was like that talk for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure do. Absolutely. It was uh, the same year that D.K. was kind of in that mix too. Yep. Right. Because it was, oh, if we could just get A.J. Brown a few more targets, he's dynasty wide receiver one. Hey, who's dynasty wide receiver three for you? Because obviously the one-two we know. Oh, interesting. We just had this question on one of our shows. Um, I kind of copped out on on the stream and said it's a split between Garrett Wilson and C.D. I think right now if you force my hand, it's going to be C.D. Lamb. I think he is the more proven asset and is less volatile. I think Garrett Wilson, though, the thing with him is if he comes out of the gates, let's say the first three, four weeks – swinging and he is hitting like 80 100 yards and a touchdown type lines this guy's hype is going to go to the moon yeah same thing it could cool i think with him if it's down so i I lean cd but i think it's very tight for me between those two i got brown at five and it's not 
very far behind. Yeah, those are very worthy choices. I have Amon Ra. I've been I've been there with him. I just I, I love the floor ceiling combination. I mean, Amon Ra St. Brown, just quickly, and we'll get back to our bold calls. Uh, he wow. was he led the NFL in a number of times he was dragged down inside the five yard line. I think seven mm-hmm. times. I mean, if he get if he's been five and six touchdowns, if he gets that to nine, if he gets that to eleven, he is the wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I love Amon Ra, but that is uh, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that's your uh, Detroit Lions bowl take. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, it is. It actually is. So uh, cool. let's let's keep it going though. So we're all over the place. So you are up. Um, you did the Jets. Did the Patriots? Okay. So now we're into the the North. Baltimore okay. Ravens. All right, Baltimore. We're doing bowl calls, everybody. Yeah, so I'm just going to tell you this that this this may not be very high on your grade, but this is a, this is a shout out for Mike. Um, little trade show action to come on Saturday. J.K. Dobbins has a better fantasy season than Damian Pierce. Yeah, I like that one. That it's um especially in these last two weeks, Damian Pierce is like creeping into like the fourth round and redraft, mm-hmm. and J.K. Dobbins has his ADPs. Yeah, no, I like that. And um, it's not that you don't like Damian Pierce, right? It's that. You think J.K. Dobbins could easily be one of the answers this year in fantasy football? I do. I, I think he's that type of back. I think, again, he's a, coming off another full year removed from that ACL injury. Uh, it was very scary in the preseason um, with him and Harbaugh going for that you know, streak. None of us like to see that, but I think he was unbelievable last year. And if you remember, when he got into open space, it looked like he was running in mud. Right? This is a guy that I think has a lot more upside than people want to give him credit for. And it's, what's interesting to me, too, is, Alan, there's a lot of talk of, you know, Justice Hill. And I'm not saying Justice Hill won't get a little bit of snap share and take some off of J.K. Dobbins. But he was never someone I think that we're expecting to get 20-plus touches, realistically. And I think people are kind of discrediting the fact that I think Devin Singletary is not someone I want to own that much. But I think he's just going to take a little bit away from Pierce, who basically had that backfield all to himself last year. Yeah, and J.K. Dobbins, uh, I, I've seen some uh, some blurbs and some hype around him catching passes too. So yeah, yeah yep. I'm excited. The the Ravens, I'm excited to see this offense, man. I, I really this uh, maybe we're overly optimistic, but I, I'm choosing to remember the Jameis thirty and thirty season with Todd Munkin. Imagine I was going to say yeah. Todd Munkin, man, coming over. I think is exciting, and I think that does open up some more pass catching opportunities for J.K. with that offense. Yeah, I did a mock draft back in February for one of the you know the the, the quote expert mocks, and I took J.K. Dobbins on the on the three four turn and was laughed at, and I was like, oh okay, because in February there's no ADP, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh okay, I thought this is where it was going to go. So it sounds like you share that optimism. I love that. I'm with um, you, man. So I I did Detroit. I kind of snuck ahead. I gave the reasons already. Right. I want to circle back about Amon Ross St. Brown. So that's an A plus, by the way. I mean, wide receiver <laughs> three in dynasty, A plus, absolutely. You know, I I've. It was I really think that the he you know he does have the downside is he has like a little Jarvis Landry vibes to his game good Jarvis mm-hmm. Landry mm-hmm. where yeah. it's where it's like five touchdowns hundred and ten catches but you know nine hundred yards eleven hundred yards so that's that's more of a second round pick so yeah all right you are up on uh, the Bengals Bengals okay uh, you ready for this one T Higgins outproduces both Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave in the twenty twenty three season wow. Okay, this is your best bowl call. Make the case because T. Higgins is someone that like I like, but you, I don't know why he has like this like anchor on his value a little bit, right? He he's, he hasn't even been considered in that like top ten ish vibe. He's like always outside of it. Why do you think? What's the case for T. Uh, beating well, out those two studs? If you look at where they're receiving uh, yardages and and lines for last year, right? T. Higgins is one of 
21 receivers that's over 1,000, and he's well over 1,000. He's 1,100 yards. But if you remember, there was two games where he basically was on the field that counted as games played, but he didn't actually play. He mm-hmm. snuck out there, got hurt one time, and then he snuck out there when he wasn't supposed to play. And that's when you're like, why did you do that? He played like one snap. So people look at his points per game, and they don't realize if you were to – I know you don't want to do this a lot, but in the rare exception here, if you were to take out those two and made it points per game, he's not that far from the elite ones. Yeah. So it's a combination of that. And I think as much as I like Wilson and Alave, let's just remember we haven't seen them produce like elite guys. And T. Higgins, we actually have. Yeah. And remember the couple years ago when Chase was out, I mean, T. Higgins was just balling. Thriving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's an interesting one because right now he's one of the wide receivers that you can trade for because. Mm-hmm. Chase and Jefferson, you can't uh, you can't trade for them, and obviously you can if you overpay all this stuff. But I'm talking about T. Higgins. You get it fair value. I almost had a trade done. I'm the I pussied out. I backed out. Super flex. I'm I'm flush. Well, uh, Jordan Love for T. Higgins was the trade. I um I'm very flush at quarterback. It, actually, it's not a super flex. It's a start two quarterback. Okay. So you want four? You don't. Want, and I have five. So I'm looking at a deal, right? And I got greedy. I said, throw in Antonio Gibson, too. Because you don't want to give a quarterback and a start, too. Alan, I just want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. Because I think the people need to hear this, too. You had Jordan Love as your fifth quarterback in a 2QB league, right? Fourth so, or fifth, depending on okay, how you fourth value or fifth. Gino. At, at South Harmon, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about trading quarterbacks and having a plethora of them. We'll just we'll say it that way. And if I have Jordan Love and I can get T. Higgins, it is... I, I'm gonna have to only have two in that league, man. I can you get it back? Is there any chance that yeah, deal's no, back no, on the he, table? He, this guy, he has Zach Wilson as his second quarterback in a start too. Oh, okay. So you just you were trying to leverage a little more given his situation. I All was right. trying to give him the ATM, send him another, I like this. An, yeah, another. Uh, just for you know, for those who uh, who don't know what we're talking about, I'm sure a lot of your fans are, are tuned in here. But you yeah. know, you don't you don't counter the trade, right, Adam? Yeah, you, you don't s- counter. You just send you start a new, a new trade, so the other one's still there. Because sometimes when you counter, feelings get hurt, emotions, and they tell you to go F off. And that uh, I've had to overpay because I didn't use the ATM one time. I love what I'm hearing, Alan. Man, that, you know, that's... I'm I, a I fan. I told you I'm a that. fan. I got nothing to add. That's, that's eloquently put, man. Well yeah. done. So you think uh, it's okay just on... Because my feeling also on this trade is that Jordan Love in week two could be worth so much more that I was willing to wait. Because what if he comes out and has two eighty and two and one rushing touchdown in game one? Uh, people probably get way too excited. Then I can get more than T. Higgins, right? You, well, in, from this guy for sure, yeah. if he's offering <laughs> it right now, I'd say that. Um, I don't think I could. <sighs> love is just such a hard bet for me. Now I understand I what you're saying, playing the human element, but but love for me, I. I struggle with it. We don't have like many data points on a guy that sat that long, mm-hmm. didn't have the fifth year option picked up and just thrived. So for me, it's more of a risk reward situation. I get it though. T-, T-, T Higgins doesn't have that sexy excitement, which is kind of what we're talking about here where it's like, can I get a little more? I get what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. If only we ever had an example in history where a green Bay quarterback sat for three years and then pl- played well, we don't have anything like that. Do we? Definitely, oh, de- definitely three years. We do. <laughs> we do have three years, not I've- four. Oh, this is before. I'm just making the joke, the Aaron Rodgers joke. The Aaron Rodgers joke. All right. Now, now you make me. If he's Aaron Rodgers, I'll. If he's Aaron (laughs) Rodgers and you trade for T. Higgins, you'll feel bad. I agree with you. Yeah, I think I think Jordan Love 
if he has a great season, is probably quarterback 11. And if he has like an okay season, he's quarterback 15. And if it's a bad season, you know, all bets are off. You know, he could be. He's out of the range, right? Yeah, he's With he's it. out of the NFL as a starter. You know, I mean, that's. Exactly, exactly. So, all right, so maybe I'll, I'll go back in. You made me feel better about T. Higgins. All right, I am okay. up. Uh, I am t- the Washington Commanders. I don't oh, think I hit them. Now, originally, if we would have done this show a month ago and I would have said Jahan over Terry, I think at this point, Dynasty ADP, you're taking Jahan over Terry, right? People, listen, I, I've been a Jahan Dotson stand, and people are out of their minds on him right now. So yeah. I agree. All right, so the bold call is that Sam Howell finishes top three in QB rushing yards. Wow. Okay. okay. So I can there, see it. Yes. That's it. Not QB. I have him like, if, if all that happens, he finishes like his QB 15, you know? Right. But right. I'm talking about just quarterback rushing yards. So we have fields, we have Josh Allen, we have Hertz, right? Those would yep. be the threats. Yes. Lamar. Yeah. I was going to say, don't forget, please don't forget him. But so there's five, go. those five guys he has to beat out two of them. Again, so it sounds like bold when you say top three in rushing yards, but he really has to beat two of those guys, which is tough. Okay. So that's why it's a bold call. Okay. I, I like it. Um, I'll give you – that's an A+. Plus. I mean, top three. <laughs> now, can I give you – can I switch to a different division to yeah. piggyback off of this conversation? I'm going to give you a team in the AFC sure. South, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. And I'm telling you who I think – Oh, Richardson. Anthony Richardson is right. going to rush. He's going to outrush Lamar Jackson this season. Um, that's coming. That's good. I think that Anthony Richardson's – I think what people don't realize is because of how athletic he is, when plays are not there – and I don't really care how you scheme for this. When they're not there, he's going to run the football. And he's too athletic to once he's running the football for it to matter. I think people don't realize if he's starting day one, which we now expect, and as long as he's healthy – even if he's not a good NFL quarterback, the upside for him is tremendous because of his legs. It's just the Konami code to the highest degree. Yeah, you could see. I, mean, I love the call, by the way. And you know what? My uh, Sam Howell thing, you should just burn it right now because I forgot about Richardson, too. He's got no shot to be. <laughs> I kind of figured that, you know? Yeah. Although, did I hear this stat right? It, maybe you heard it on. It was a popular one going around. Sam Howell had more rushing yards his last year than Anthony Richardson had his last year in college. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they changed, they lost some weapons going into Sam Howell's last year at North Carolina, and he showed a lot more rushing. And the crazy part about that, Alan, everyone listening, the negatives in the sacks, they count for, mm. for rushing yards too. So he really ran the football a lot at North Carolina that last year. Okay, so maybe you know what? Take take Sam Howell out of the fire. Maybe he could do it again. I, I'm going to yeah, stick I with mean, that one. I'll say this top three makes it incredibly bold. Now, I think he definitely is going to be someone that runs the football, but that is what makes it bold. I like yeah. it. All right. So, give me. So, do you want, if you want Anthony Richardson to end up being like QB six this year, like someone where he really is a fantasy just gem, where we're saying, oh my God, I can't believe I took B. John Robinson ahead of him. How many, uh, do you want Jonathan Taylor to play, or do you think Jonathan Taylor being out and you have Zach Moss there, that just is all wheels up for Anthony Richardson? I, I, it's funny. I was asked this question earlier a couple days ago. I, I think that for his development as a quarterback, it's what make, it's what's so interesting interesting to me about this is that Ursay doing this and making this hard of a stance is so weird. Given you've made an investment in a quarterback and you know you have a rookie quarterback contract, so you have like this is when you would want to pay a running back in theory, and also you want to surround him with weapons. So I think it's better for his development. I think yep. you could actually make the case, though, in fantasy, it might be better without Taylor 
just for more rushing touchdowns, a little more rushing total yards and attempts. So, like, I, I don't think it moves the needle a lot for me, but if I was going to say one way or the other, I think there's a chance that it could be better. That's what I was thinking. Because Zach Moss, you know, he's the definition of a jag, but he's good enough to be Alfred Morris to what RG3 was, right? I mean, he's good mm-hmm. enough there. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. Yep. All right, um, you di- let's let's stick in the division. I-, I lost track of who's go. You go, Jacksonville Jaguars. Give me a bold call. Okay, uh, Tank, I'm going to dunk on uh, ETN one more time. <laughs> Tank Bigsby finishes with more rushing touchdowns than does Travis ETN. That is a bold call. I will give you that one because I know that's like cute to talk about it, but like saying you're, you're, you're yeah. saying like it's happening here. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I'm not actually like totally gonna hate on ETN. I just think, given his cost and Tank's cost, it's not even close for me. I think that we've already seen, you know, what this guy likes to do as far as using a committee. We, we. I, I think Bigsby is gonna get. There's a there's a very very realistic chance, Alan, that Tank Bigsby gets what I call the valuable touches. Mm. Gets a lot of the receptions and gets a lot of the uh, red zone work. So that's my call with that. Yeah, and no, I, lo- I love that call. And, and just quickly, Calvin Ridley. Um, Let's just switch it to a dynasty conversation for a second here. Okay. Do you, would you? I've seen him traded for a first round pick in two different leagues now. I thought that was crazy. You know, it's like, it, let's just who was pick? It was a guy that was uh, towards late. So who went pick eleven this year? Zay Flowers, Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. Do you think that that's a good dynasty trade, or do you favor one side of that? So I think right now for me, one of the things I'll tell you with the way I play is that, like, I like to keep my liquidity in my pocket. In case things go wrong, especially if it's a lineup league. Now, if it's a best ball league, like I do play a lot in those, a little more okay with saying my team's built right and I'll send my first for Calvin Ridley. I think the problem with Ridley is like we kind of forget how old he is. And if it doesn't, if he does not hit right, the value retention on a Calvin Ridley is not there. Like that's the difference versus a Zay Flowers. He may not even be that good in his rookie year, but he has a little more value retention unless he's a Sky Moore, someone that just completely face, uh, face plants. So for me, I think, um, if you're a contender and you want to make that trade but late first from this season for Ridley, I, I'd be totally into that. Where I struggle a little more is like you're trading away your 24, and let's say your team ends up flaming out, and now it's a 105, 106, and you traded that for Ridley. That's where I struggle a lot more. Yeah, and no, I think that is very well said, specifically about that you use that first-round pick to add to something. So people always say, oh, I get a first for this player. Yeah, Calvin Ridley is probably worth that in value, but – Use that pick to get up to an elite player. You know, add it mm-hmm. to, add it to. I'm trying to think who's court, right outside the elite tier. Uh, add it to Deshaun Watson to get to Joe Burrow. Who, 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 there you go, Justin. There Herbert you go. Yeah. Like if you can get, and that's the thing. If I'm going to spend my liquidity right now before I like know for sure what my team direction is and what my needs are going to be when attrition comes, I better be getting into those elite territory guys. And if I'm not doing that, I think I'd rather hold and know what my team in situation is a little later. All right, yeah. Uh, if you're in the chat right now, just uh, throw a bold call in there that you think for the 2023 season. We love looking at those. And if you're watching on the replay, we wa- we read all the comments. We reply to them. Put your bold call for any of the teams that we've talked about so far. All right, I'm going to go up on the Green Bay Packers here. Um, I know I'm not alone here, but all offseason long, uh, I just I-, I see the upside only. I'm totally blind with Christian Watson. You know, we don't really have to. So my bold call is going to be that he's a consensus top 20 pick in redraft next year. And, you know, he's going to obviously the, the commensurate value in uh, in Dynasty as well. He yeah. already broke out. That's what we forget. Adam, from week 10 to 18, he was wide receiver nine. 
You know, mm. and you might say that's a small sample size, but football's a small, a whole season's a, a small sample size in the NFL. Yeah. And, and then you got to see it one time with Jordan Love. I know, again, it's, it's only one game in week 12, went four for 110 with a touchdown. It's better than not seeing it. So uh, my bold prediction is that Christian Watson, who already should be considered in the same tier with Chris Olave in that area, it's going to be, uh, this is the cheapest he's ever going to be. Mm, I like it. I'll say this. I, I have been more uh, apprehensive with Christian Watson, but I will admit, like from what we're talking about with with the bold predictions, if things go well for Christian Watson, there is no doubt in my mind that he is going to be significantly more valuable in Dynasty than he is currently. There's no debate with that. Yeah, I was in a Dynasty startup, and, and you know, like a two fifty or it wasn't cheap. I mean, for me, two fifty that's a good amount of cash. That's a league. heavy I, league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like doing fifties because I like doing in volume, as you talked about. But mm-hmm. um, I took him ahead of Cooper Cup. This is probably going back in June, and people, I, I mean, I got crushed for that, and I was like, you know, pretty I mean, good right now, though, huh? Yeah, that's the bet you want to make. I mean, you know, I bet you right now. Do you think that in a Dynasty league, if someone offered Watson for Cup, like which side of that says no? Well, I think before these, this setback, I no, think right now, today, yeah, the setback. I was going to say, without the setback, I think there's a chance Cooper Cup owner says no. I think now you're going to get some panic Cooper Cup owners that might take that straight up. And I wouldn't be shocked at all if someone sent Cup for Watson today and they were like, no, I'm not taking your, your old Cooper Cup. It's crazy to think about that. But <laughs> the, old, the older guys in Dynasty, the ups and downs are huge. You know, Cooper yeah. Cup last year was exactly, is exactly that. He was awesome. And then what happened? As soon as he got hurt, nobody even wanted to buy. Uh, I bought right before the injury. I paid two firsts and Rashad White right before the injury. Speaking of Scott Connor, we had literally the week before he got hurt on the trade show, we had this two first, uh, second, and like Rondell Moore. And um, people were all, it was very torn on which side they wanted. And mm. that was fine then, but not as good when he got hurt. All right, let me just pay another quick bill here with Rival Fantasy. If you're looking for a place to play head-to-head fantasy football, games uh, without huge tournament salary caps or complicated game types, then Rival Fantasy is what you want to play this NFL season. It's a a twist on the classic game with Fantasy Bingo where players generate lineups to complete achievements and get a bingo, a head-to-head fantasy challenges where you pick uh, two players who will score more fantasy points. It's the best of all fantasy sports for 23 uh, for the 2023 season, Rival Fantasy is offering New Year's a 200 deposit match plus 25 bucks just to play. They're going to give that to you for free. Love Rival it. Fantasy is so confident you'll love the experience. They're giving you money just to play out of the gate. Experience the future of fantasy sports on Rival Fantasy and become a rival today. We're checking it out. It's a, it's a pretty cool game. I know everyone has their DFS and this and that, but go check out Rival Fantasy. They're, they've been good sponsors of the show. I'll, I'll check them out. I like cool. hearing that. Nice. Cool. Uh, all right, you're up. Bold call. Uh, you can. I'll. It's a. Uh, you can spin. Open the wheel. season. All right. So I'm going to go back to the AFC North, and I'm gonna. This is this is a little bit of a stretch, but I think the guy's been playing very well. Is somebody that Mike and I have defended for a little bit too long, and now it's time to make the claim. Kenny Pickett is going to finish as a top twelve quarterback in fantasy Ooh, this year. Okay, this is a good one. This it's it's a stretch. I know it is, but no, I I don't think it's. I think this is a good bold call because this is it's easy to see. It's easy to see once you put my mind there. How does that happen? Yeah, I think one thing we have to remember is like just look at last year. Um, there's going to be attrition to the position, right? There's going to be last year we were drafting very highly. Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, some of these guys end up failing. Maybe as much as I just talked Aaron Rodgers up, maybe he doesn't play well. There's a bunch of guys that won't necessarily play well. 
And I think when you look at what a top 12 quarterback, like what that actually is, it's not that crazy. Pickett also looked so much more confident. I know it's preseason, but he's looked tremendously more confident um, behind center than he was a lot of last year. And this is a guy that people kind of forget sneakily able to rush the football and had some rushing touchdowns. I think it'll be a crafty way to get there. Maybe it's not quite Daniel Dimes level of rushing, but that type of a little bit more rushing than you think is coming his way. Plus a actually better than average passing season. Yeah. I mean, what's Kenny Pickett's best. I mean, the most famous college highlight is his, that long run where he fakes the slide. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Let's go. I like that one a lot. I thought we thought last year, going back to our 2022 rookie drafts, I thought it was nuts that people weren't, uh, that like Kenny Pickett would slide to pick nine. I mean, in Superflex, QB1, you know, sometimes it ends up being Dwayne Haskins before he died, you know, like where you're just like, ugh. I mean, he wasn't even QB1, he was QB2. Right. But, But for the most part, first quarterback off the board, that guy is so insulated. You know, like he's getting three. He has to be bad for three years in order to get kicked off the team. Yeah. Well, go check out Mike and I had a podcast early on. uh, Two Kenny's, one draft. So (laughs) that was uh, that was our podcast. Yeah. Who was some of the guy? I'm trying to think back. Who went uh, ahead of him that obviously shouldn't at this point last year? Who are the? uh, So a lot of the there was a lot of the receiver hype, right? You had like Traylon Burks was in that mix. Um, now Garrett Wilson obviously should have been, but there was a, a lot of these receivers that London. were going early. Drake London was there, right? It was a lot of the 22, 22 had a great receiver class, but people weren't outside of Brees Hall and, uh, sometimes Kenny, Kenny Walker, Walker. no one wanted to touch, no one wanted to touch the running backs. So it was basically all those receivers. And then you had Pickett wherever you thought he fell. Everyone thought he was a Mac Jones, but almost like worse. You know, right. that's what everyone was kind of coining him as. Right. And you remember the whole Walker versus London debate? Like there was people that had Walker as the number two overall player. And then there was there was people that had uh, London there. And but the Walker would be like at the end of the first round a year later. It's very interesting with those. Who do you think is the more valuable dynasty asset? Drake London or Ken Walker? I would say Drake London. I'd say this. The Charbonnet pick, I think, has people kind of panicked. I'd be very interested to see what happens with that offense. There's just there's a wide receiver. I think what actually happened last year, Alan, was the wide receivers took over dynasty value versus running backs. And I think Ken Walker played awesome when he was on the field, but there's just a value insulation with the wide receiver market now that makes that the more valuable asset. But when you look at London, this very specific situation, it's like this guy can get 35% target share and it could be like 750 yards and four touchdowns. After they just drafted a running back in the top (laughs) 10 and all they did was run last year, right? So so you're sure about this. If you were drafting and you were balanced and it was time to pick and you're on the clock and you're taking London or Walker, you have to pick one of them and you have a balanced team right now and you're on the clock. Yeah. Mm. If I have to hold... I'm going to do the, the Ray Garvin thing. If I have to hold him throughout the whole season, I'll take Walker because I think he's going to have a chance to score more points. I think, though, I know given how I can trade, I would. that's where I'd be taking Drake Leonard if I can trade him because I think I can move Drake Leonard for a lot more. Look, we were talking about Ken Walker as running back one, not because we thought he was like LaDainian Tomlinson, but earlier this year we're like, all right, you got to put somebody there, right? Bruce yeah. Hall's hurt. Jonathan Taylor was 24 or it's 24. Uh, so I had Walker up there at one point. I still think that even though that everyone's a committee and all this stuff, like there's still nothing more hard. There's nothing harder to get in single quarterback leagues than 21 year old running backs. It's just, it's impossible to get them. 
Yeah, the ones that you really want on your team, they're few and far between. That's fair. I think I, th- I think the the points per game you can make the case for Walker, but I think in market it's just London has a tremendous market right now. All right, we'll check back next year. We'll see. Let's uh, do it, man. We'll do a follow up. I like <laughs> yes, that. We will. All right, uh, I'm going to speed through a couple of mine in the interest of time. Uh, so for the Chicago Bears, I said despite DJ Moore optimism, I'm predicting less than four touchdowns. And then I also put Whoa. Tyson Badgett makes at least one non-injury related start with Justin Fields. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hold, hold that it, it, can we go plus plus a plus 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 whoa whoa like one benching you know one one at least Ooh. one game of benching justin fields gets benched which i guess he would have to play that bad for dj Moore to have less than four touchdowns given it's all time i get it i get yeah, it it's but that's that is bo- I, that's your boldest one to me that's well because bold. everyone is optimistic about those guys so i just figured i would throw a little you know a little Cold bucket of cold water in the face of the Bears. I'll tell you uh, this too. With with, it's a good thing you have me on and not Mike because it's, 
it'd be uh it'd be it'd be it'd be a different reaction <laughs> okay oh he would, well again this is bold calls like, these are meant to trigger people a little bit too, of course so, oh yeah. it's i like it man i like the okay. bold call uh your guy fizzle who by the way you know you i know you guys um you use his song and your intro and stuff he really is like a a very talented artist too i mean unbelievable. very very much so and he got a uh he got a chance to meet des uh his favorite player of all time and talk to him at the expo it was a really cool moment that is cool. That's cool. You guys, you know what you need to do more of? Okay, because obviously the podcast is great. You got, you're helping Mike along with his tech. I saw that, right? Yeah, Which, we'll, get, we'll but, get him there. Yep. What you need to do is document more behind the scenes stuff. The, Michael, uh, Michael, listen, just listen to this segment. Go ahead, Alan. Tell yeah, him, I mean, because I... Because you're you have super fans like Rotowire has fans and we and we love our fans and that we've been serving them for twenty years right this, we're very grateful you guys your audience is emerging and you have super fans right we do we do yes. we we have I will say this I'll I'll take the shitheads against the world man there's yep. nothing I'll I'll ride with these guys till the rest of the time so I agree yep. with that and I, so next yeah. year I'll be doing a lot more of that I wanted to do a little more documenting this year it's just it was hard to fit in next year we have the school for a whole week so it's coming documenting obviously yeah so you, you got it down so anyway I, that's just, just my observation because you know i do a lot of the uh the video editing for rotowire uh getting them you know just when i came with onto the company about three years ago they they didn't really have anything they didn't even have a youtube page so i was building it from scratch you know we, we're getting there we're, we're building it up and all the video stuff and shorts and tiktok and all that kind of stuff so yeah now we have like we have uh, videos that go viral and we understand all the different stuff but yeah my point was that you have all the tech down I just want, I want to see more. I'm a fan. Say less, as the kids will say. Man. I, <laughs> you got it coming. I, I got you, man. I got yep. you. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, we'll talk more. I appreciate uh, that, by the way. Yeah. Oh, listen, it's like I said, it's an observation. So, uh, all right. Speeding through, we talked about, uh, I, I said Minnesota, uh, Alexander Madison, league winner. Okay, that's fine. Either you like him or you don't. I get it. We'll just move past that one. And yeah, then I'm just moving fast so we can, we can talk about yours in detail. All right. uh, same thing with the Atlanta Falcons. I just said that Taylor Heineke makes uh, equal or more starts than Desmond Ritter. That's okay. just an observation, just a bold call. And if you look, um, a friend of this show, Memphis Young, put on, uh, posted on Twitter today that he that the, he noticed that Desmond Ritter was uh, uh, throwing uh, passing yards prop was like at twenty five hundred. I said because Vegas is baking in some Tyler Heineke starts. Yeah, they're they're baking and he doesn't finish yeah. the year. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. And that actually, that line would, gosh, if that if that line saying he starts the whole season, that's a slap in the face. So I'm with you. That definitely does bake that in. I'm with yeah, you Yeah, and if you look, like Mike Clay of ESPN, he's got pretty good projections. He has Heineke uh, projected for about 900 passing yards. So that makes oh, sense. Oh, mm, good call. I like that call. Okay. All right. What else you got, man? I no, like, no, these go, are getting bold. Yeah, let's go through yours now. Let's go All right. to the... Um, you, did you give me a Cleveland Browns one? No, you did not. I didn't. Um, you were talking Jarvis Landry earlier, and I think... People are going to be very surprised to see Elijah Moore look a lot like Jarvis Landry, um, getting a lot of volume. And I think last year there was only 21 receivers that hit 1,000 yards. Elijah Moore is going to put people in shock when he hits 1,000 yards this season. I love that. So, I, I mean, this sickens me as a Jet fan. You know, again, I'm not really like a fan of a team anymore. I've gotten so jaded just by doing fantasy for so long now. But, yes, Jets are still my first love. So why the hell do you think they traded him for nothing? Uh, disgruntled, and I think Salah doesn't. You know, it kind of. I think Salah kind of very similar to um, in Detroit. Like it just we're not we're not playing games with a receiver yeah. like this. We're gonna just move on. And I think they tried to do it in in season, but they didn't get the offer they wanted. I think the Browns kind of stole them. They basically went from a second 
back a little bit around later uh, in the third, and then they take Tillman. So they get they basically get two receivers for that second round pick. So I like what they did. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I don't you know I'm not sure if I like Robert. So I like him, and he seems like a good defensive guy. I just I don't know if he's got it as the head coach. I'm not sure yet. I, I'm the Jet fans are not sold on him right now. Okay, well yeah. we're gonna find out with Rodgers. He's got he's got his chance to make his mark now. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get into um, AFC South. Houston Texans. Bold prediction. Bold prediction is that CJ Stroud is just shy of four thousand yards. But even the bigger part is that he's going to have like thirty eight hundred yards. But they're going to have no receivers, no no weapons at all that hit seven hundred receiving yards. So it's going to be him just spraying the ball all over the place, but no alpha in this offense at all. Who's go- I love that one. Who's going to be the most um, useful fantasy pass catcher? Now, what I mean that I don't I mean like predictable, projectable. Not like some guy you start him one week, he does nothing. You bench him the next week, he does a lot. Like, who do you think is going to be the best fantasy option in deeper leagues? The most p- dependable will be yeah. Alan Soslowski. Yes. No, nobody. <laughs> nobody. You don't want, do not depend on anyone in this offense. I guess Robert Woods. Robert it'd, be, Woods? it'd be Nico Collins for me, but I would, I would, just, you do not want to be starting these guys in lineup, I don't think. Yeah, I, I took in the twenty round NFFC stuff. I took a, a little bit of twentieth round Robert Woods, but he'll probably be my first drop. But if he comes out and has seven for sixty eight in week the, one, I'm, the, I'm gonna. The good news about him is that like you'll be very clear on his role, and then do I just cut bait or do I keep him around? Okay, you talked about the Colts. Let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Or no, you hit the Jaguars. You talked yep. about Tank. Bigs uh, will finish yep. ahead of ETN with Russian TDs. Yep, love that one. Tennessee Titans. Okay, um, Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry will post his lowest yards per carry of his career under 4.2 yards per carry. Uh, this is the year that I don't know that he completely breaks down, but the offense isn't that great, and Derrick Henry does slow down this season. I mean, yeah, it's hard to argue, but never bet in a bet against the big dog. Would you take him in a redraft format in the, like the late second round? I have him plenty in underdog drafts. I've taken yeah. him in redraft. It, this is my, you know, I think it's finally going to happen, but... It's basically if you have Derrick Henry, you ride him till the end of time. It's just I just think this is the year. It's uh, yeah, no, I like that too. You're not. I mean, funny thing is, if he has like three or four good games, you still can trade him to a contender. You for sure can. A, a late first is still in play. Somebody's going to do it. That is, everyone needs running backs. Uh, also, who do you think is the quarterback to? Who's the dynasty? Uh, Willis or Levis? Uh, uh, who'd you rather have in dynasty superflex? Uh, I'll take Levis. Um, shout out to Mike. Mike loves him some Will Levis. I think. I think here's the thing. Willis has shown failure, which makes his value and people's uh, love and more fear for him higher. So it's. I, I think Levis has not shown failure yet, which is why I'll take him. Fear, you know, the unknown upside. That, that's mm-hmm. powerful. So if you could, yeah, I'm trying to think of. If somebody, let's say you're flush at the position and somebody needs like a quarterback too, it, would you take Levis for Tannehill in that trade? Like, so basically you're trading away Tannehill. He's your quarterback three in Dynasty, in uh-huh. Superflex, and you take on Will Levis. The guy needs a production now. Would you do that trade? So I'm taking Levis, and he's getting Tannehill? Yes. Um, if I'm contending, the only problem there is I like my quarterback three just to be someone that I know is going to play. Um, so I might be hesitant, but I'll just tell you in market, it's not even close. So I, I'd say more often than not, I take it and try to find a cheap quarterback three later. I'll right. take Levis now and then figure out who's – 
Ritter, somebody Howell, somebody cheap I can buy back later, but I'll take Levis over uh, Tannehill. Although Howell's not that cheap anymore. You're, you're looking at like He's Baker. Not. You're, you're in the Baker, Mayfield, That's Matt fine. Stafford I'll, range, right? Boom. Give me, give me one of those guys. I'll take okay. that as my quarterback three. Just somebody that if I need to start him, I can. All right. I want to make sure we hit all of your bold predictions yeah. that you put a lot of time into these. Uh, Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Okay. Due to attrition at the position, Marvin Mims is going to lead all rookies in receiving yards this season. Okay, this is your best one because this is bold and has legs to actually happen here, right? I yep, mean, I, I think it does. I, I, I do. I think Judy's injured. I mean, Sutton has a big injury history. They're talking about, you know, Adam Troutman, uh, someone I've been waiting for and basically dropped and finally is going to be a tight end one somewhere. I, there is a an offense that Russell Wilson will have to throw the ball some. And I think Marvin Mims has a huge opportunity in front of himself. Tim Patrick hurt this offseason. So many injuries. KJ Hamler. I think Marvin Mims is the beneficiary of that. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. All right. So Kansas City Chiefs. This one here, they're going to have their first repeat rusher, leading rusher since Kareem Hunt, and the only running back they've had in the last 25 years over five yards per carry outside of Jamal Charles and Priest Holmes. And it's going to be? Isaiah Pacheco. There you go. So I, I was looking down Pacheco's game log the other day, and I was getting because I when I drafted him in like the sixth round of like redraft, people were oh reach. I was like that's where he's going. It's not a reach. It's like well, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what you, that's his ADP. But yeah. um, a lot of twelve point games. You think he has that eighteen point game, the like a little bit more often this year? Meaning like he has two touchdown games here and there. I think it'll happen some. Yes, I yeah. think I think the thing that is going to be frustrating with him is that they they brought back. Um, they, they cut, they did bring him back, Generic Prince, but the fact that Jarek McKinnon is there as a third down back again, it's just there's going to be some times where Jarek McKinnon's the guy as far as points per game, but the roles are very clear for me. So it, I think you're going to have some up and down games, but I think Pacheco will have some of these big, big games. Absolutely. Yeah. It's amazing. The CEH, man, he's just like a complete afterthought at this point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, he'll have weeks. There'll be CEH week in DFS. By the way, it's a, you know, I pay attention to the DFS guys because those, that's how you get those wide receiver threes, those Khalif Raymonds to throw in your, in your lineup. So uh, yeah. is, for Dynasty, I think that DFS is an important like skill to have. You know? it, it helps um, you keep your lens. Absolutely. Yep. Raiders. Okay, um, there was a couple I wanted to do here, but this one just felt too easy. Jimmy G shows his true colors. He's not going to finish as the starter, and he's going to be one of the worst quarterbacks as far as points per game basis uh, at the position when sneaky, it's all said and done. Sneaky team to get the 1-1, don't you think? Yeah, and um, it's I, I think the other thing, too, is if Adams isn't happy, they move on from Adams. I mean, you're talking, this is going to be so different than the situations he's been in in San Francisco. I just yeah. don't think people quite realize how rough it could be for him. Yeah, I mean, what you're saying about Adams being traded, we may not get to mine, but in Arizona, I said my uh, bold call was that Marquise Brown will not be on the team by week four. So it's the same thing, you know, like he'll be traded. They're going to go for the full, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, not the intentional take, but he's going to want to leave. They're going to get value for him. They're going to be 0 4, whatever it is. So Uh, I like it. Yeah, I mean, you know, at bold, I think it's like likely, it's almost like a chalk call, but uh, Chargers. I don't know how bold this one really is, but I feel like it's the boldest I had, and that is Justin Herbert is going to lead the NFL in passing yards. I think that is bold because he's going as QB five or six, or you know, he's not QB one. He's not even in the, in the conversation. He's not in that big three. Yeah, and I think you know, I think if there's a scenario where if Williams and Allen stay primarily healthy, they don't even have to play the whole seventeen games. But you have the addition of Quentin Johnson. You still have Eckler there. 
You also don't have him with this rib injury that he was dealing with for the majority of the season. I think Justin Herbert is going to get back to showing people why he was going ahead of, believe it or not, Alan, last time, last year, this time, going ahead of Patrick Mahomes in startup super flex drafts. I did it. It's, it's, it makes me sick to my stomach because <laughs> as dynasty players, like, and especially, you know, you're producing content, you're an experienced dynasty player, you're in 36 leagues. We yeah. try to think that, like, we have this long lens, but we're all susceptible to short term bias. 100%. Yeah, it happens. And then when, when it's the hot, cool thing to do, and he's coming off a very good season, you gotta get, you can get enthralled. I, I don't want to put all my uh, all my misses out in out in the public to rotowire.com. So I'll just <laughs> I'll let you know I've done some bad things. I didn't do that one, but I've done some yeah. terrible uh, di- made some terrible dynasty drafts and moves as well. There's I, I we did a podcast one time. We have a list of all like the things that sharp dynasty players have done, and like one of them was you had Juju Smith Schuster as your wide receiver one in dynasty. If you did that, you've you know yeah. Things it was like consensus, that. man. It's crazy. You took Herbert as the QB. Like we have a whole list of those things. It's a fun podcast because the people are like, oh, I did that. You know, uh, somebody yeah. was traded three first round picks for David Johnson. That one was out there. <sighs> yeah. We don't do that kind of stuff anymore. It's tough. We we used to really mess up trading a lot of first for running backs. It's definitely true. Yeah. What's the worst uh, worst trade you ever made that you can remember? Oh man, uh, I'll give you the worst one I did. It's actually funny. It's Justin Herbert. So I had about six quarterbacks in his rookie season, right? And this was, wasn't was my first league, but one of them. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to move Herbert. He, Tyrod Taylor got, you know, punctured lung. Someone was coming, calling for Justin Herbert. And he had just had the one good week, but I'm like, I'm still not believing long-term. And I was like, this team is terrible. So I'm just going to, they can have Herbert. I'm going to get his 101. I'm going to get LaVisca Chenault, and I'm going to get a, a couple seconds. And I'm feeling like, man, I just, I just fleece this manager, right? I'm going to get... You know, Sunshine Kid, Trevor Lawrence next year. I got Visca. Boy, do I regret that trade because then he wasn't even the 101. He ended up like Justin Herbert made him good enough to be the 105. So now Ugh. I'm like, what have I done? What have I done? It's just, it was the worst trade I ever made for sure. By yeah, far. Th- there's, there's, I, I have a laundry list of them. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Those, those they still sting to this day, you know? Yeah. I, Justin Herbert still, when he leads the NFL in passing yards this year, it will sting um, as much as I, as I'll call it. I got one more um, sponsor to read real quick, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap us up. It's, uh, it's Fantasy Sports Knockout. Think you uh, got Fantasy Sports figured out? Think again. Introducing Fantasy Sports Knockout, a new survivor fantasy leagues that's worth the challenge, a season-long tournament where every week matters. Uh, strategize, draft, and survive. Uh, so basically you go to, uh, what is it? It's survive.fantasysportsknockout.com dot com slash rotowire. Okay, let me say that again. Survive dot fantasy sports knockout dot com slash rotowire. Fantasy sports knockout is available for real money in certain states, but anyone can just go in there and play. So if you think you know fantasy, prove it. Visit survive dot fantasy sports knockout dot com slash rotowire. I love that, it, man. The links will be in the video description if you if I totally jumbled that one. Uh did you give all of your bold calls for the for the AFC? I believe I did, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just got through them there. So I pre- I appreciate you giving me the uh, the floor and giving me a chance to give you some of my bold takes. We'll see if any um, of them hit, you know? Yeah, no, these are guaranteed. The guaranteed, they're all going to hit. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just, trying, I'm just looking to see if I had any that are worth. Uh, oh, the you Marquise Hollywood Brown you were going to get to. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about it. That'll be traded. The other one was Seattle. Ken Walker reminds us why we even thought about him as the RB1. Uh, San Francisco, Brandon Ayuk outscores Debo. Not that hot of a take. Nope, uh, but I like it. And then Los Angeles Rams, 
Cam Akers top 10 oh. running back. I think, oh. I think yeah. I was going to give you one. I'm glad you, you okay, put this one. You were Go going to say top 10? Yeah. I, I was going to say the one in the NFC I was going to say, if you know me, whether you do or don't, huge Cam Akers fan, top five. Yeah. It's, top five for me. Um, I think the Cooper Cup injury, what's crazy is that him being there will make the offense better. But people kind of forget that the offensive line was terrible when Akers went out off down the stretch. The offense was not efficient or scoring a lot of points when he went off down the stretch. It's he was the number one, I repeat, number one running back in the D money week, the championship week. Like I think there's a big opportunity for him, and it feels like they finally are gonna give him the keys to the the castle, which he's never had before. One of my favorite fantasy football strategies, Adam, is to look at the last five or six weeks when the money's on the table and look who broke out. Now, it it could may not be predictive. But it's you know sometimes when a player has a bad first half of year and comes back and just crushes the, those last six or seven games, I mean the, Jerry Judy was another one why he was a popular breakout candidate. Right. All right. Um, just want to remind everyone right now, great if you're drafting or all season long, we're giving away RotoWire's uh, premium content for free. Just go to uh, if you want to unlock our paywall, just go to RotoWire.com forward slash pod. That's P O D. You put in your email and the paywall unlocks. So there's nothing, there's no credit card to put in. There's nothing to cancel. You just put in your email and the paywall unlocks for two days. Look around. If you like what you see, you stay. If not, there's nothing, there's nothing happens. There's nothing to go cancel. Nothing more annoying that when you have to like put a credit card in, you get a free trial of anything, HBO, Apple, then you have to cancel it. Yeah. You just go to rotowire.com forward slash pod, put in your email, paywall unlocks. See what we have behind there. Check out our rankings, everything like that. So. Um, what are you guys promoting right now? Um, SouthHarmonFF.com. Um, if you go check out our website, a lot of things over there. But the Warp Tool is something that's been awesome. Uh, I don't know if Koopa's still in the chat, but he and I are getting ready to, on our platform, do 4D Chess and talk a little more about it. We recently just had A Warp comes out. So Warp stands for Wins Over Replacement Player, right? And it's kind of showing you which players relative to replacements at the position are actually helping you win fantasy games. So... There's warp, and then a warp is adjusted, which basically accounts a little more for lineup league. So, um, if you do southharmonff.com forward slash warp, you'll have a you can go take a look, and um, there's some really good stuff over there. When I was explaining warp to a friend of mine, he's like, "Just tell me like like you're explaining it to you know like someone who doesn't understand fantasy football, right?" And I yeah. said, "Tell you tell me if I explained it accurately." Warp and the warp tool just basically tells you which players actually matter. Yeah, which players matter and which positions matter. Absolutely, exactly right. That's the what, simplest way. It's more nuanced than that, but that's because sometimes we think players matter, but when you put them in this tool, you realize Mike Evans is going to give you just as much warp as you know some young wide receiver. It, it, that's, uh, that's exactly right. It, it gives you an actual data point on which players matter. That's true. All right. Well, send me the link, and I'll include it in the link in this video description where they can go, and you know, this way more people are going over there checking it out. Absolutely. Adam, you are what I call a mensch. A mensch, uh, that is a good, that's a compliment. You're generous. Uh, I enjoy you. I hope that you, uh, you know, you guys are, are blowing up, doing all your things right now, and I appreciate your time. And I want to have you and Mike back again throughout the season, and certainly next offseason, because I actually put this podcast to rest for a little while, and I because we go on the radio show, we do the SiriusXM show. Yeah. Um, and, but I start doing the Dynasty podcast again, so that's when I want to have you back when we get into the real Dynasty Dirt streets. Listen, man, I appreciate you having me on. Anytime you call, I'll be there, man. I got gotcha. you. Cool. I appreciate you giving us the chance to come on. It's been awesome, man. 
All right, everybody. We'll be back next week with another Rotowire Fantasy Football podcast. Good luck in your drafts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.